This episode is brought to you by NoArtesia.com. If you're looking to buy, sell, lease, or invest in the DFW Metroplex, call 972-591-6631 and consider it handled. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The reality is. You like it? It's just his voice. I do like this song. I'm not a Kodak fan, but I like this song. One day I'm going to get her to dance, by One day it's coming. So we're going to go into this one, man. This is episode 348. Because I dropped 347. It was like 12, like a little 12-minute episode. Oh. We was jumping in and out of shit. Okay. But on this episode, we are glad to have Artesia back in the building. Yes. Um, she has a little time for us this week after, you know, she's been out here killing this real estate shit. I understand. You okay. will not. You don't have to explain, man. <laughs> you Get your not. bag you and cash the motherfucking checks. For real, though. But how you been? I've been good. What's been going on with you? Work. Dr. Like Blazer. Yeah, you look like a suit and tie nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is casual. <laughs> it's casual. It's a casual The funny look. thing about it. But feels- I had to meet some new clients for the yeah. first time today. So when I'm meeting people for the first time, mm. you know, I try to do it. So you got the blazer, you got your necklace, the earrings, and you're looking like a Channel 7 news reporter because she got these yeah, earphones that spider the hooked you up with. Fit. With my bun. With that today. Negro bun. I yeah. got you. And it's definitely a Negro bun right oh, it's now. It's okay. That bitch but I love you it. You done grew I love into it. it now. Actually, shout out to my uh, Barber Hefe, man. I was talking to him. He had posted like this Instagram video and he was like standing over the video going through his hair. He has the baby locks right now. Oh. And I text him and I said, I see you starting to feel yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I said, I see the confidence. You're like, your hair yeah. is helping your confidence grow. But like I told him, I said, that's what wearing your natural hair and oh, its yeah. natural state does for you. I think you feel more empowered, you're confident, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So even before, like, with me doing the bun, I usually, like, if my roots are nappy, I still always, like, wear, like, a headband or something. You used but to. But I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, fuck that. I oh, it's nappy it. in a bitch under here. I could probably pull my- some new growth out the back. You see that? Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I can pull that shit right out the back. That's some nigga shit. But I love this look. So. Oh, I love it, too. I just yeah. got this hat on to be, you know, some semi-appropriate. Yeah. But one thing we always talk about, like, when I come to the podcast, like, I ain't up here trying to do no fashion show or none of that shit. I just come to have a good time. Make sure the listeners have a good time and talk about some real shit. Right. But before we get into the show, I wanted to talk about, there's been a lot of shit going on on social media. And this is something I thought was pretty dope. I don't know who it was, but they posted and it, it kind of went viral. It was a question posed to men and men only. And the question was, what does it feel like when somebody, when you like somebody, do you get butterflies? Do you get nervous? Like, do you think about them all the time or is it something different? And it, I thought it was a little different to pose that question to men Mm -hmm. because I guess we'll start with you being a woman, but I'll answer it afterwards, but I just want to see if it's anything that's different. Okay. So for you, how do you feel when you feel like you care for someone? Like when you start to to feel that? I mean, for me, it's different. It's definitely butterflies. I think a lot of it is in addition to that, I get real anxious around a person. Mm -hmm. Like my heart is a dead giveaway. So like it'll be beaten like crazy. If I really care about you. What I mean, but what in if the it's beginning. just liking? That's what I was going to say. Just liking them no, in the beginning? Yeah, just liking them in the, be- in the beginning is literally like my heart just goes crazy. So that's My body like, speaks. That's my tale. But it's other, but like, what what would draw you to a person, I guess? Um, Just how they carry themselves, the way that they talk to me, how they engage with me. The energy that I get from them yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, I think it's more like, 
when I like somebody, I think it surprises me. So when people say butterflies, like I've never had butterflies. Like, I don't know what that is. I've to me, that's like being it. nervous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've only had that once or twice. Yeah. And see, for me, I don't really get nervous about yeah. a lot of things. So it's like, I, get I just know. Because I know, I like in my in my spirit, I feel like, oh, this is this is about to get real. Like, yeah. it's about to go somewhere. Yeah. I think with women, though, it has to come from a natural state. But for me, when I like a woman, if I'm calling you, mm-hmm. if I'm reaching oh, out yeah. to you. For sure. Then and when I'm consistent with it, anytime I become consistent with a woman, that's when, you know, for they'll know, hey, I think this dude fucking mm-hmm. with me because I don't text everybody. Good morning. Even in friendships, right. like if you are a friend, like before I came in, I hit Frank up because he's not able to be here today. Shout out to the homie, the franchise. We mm-hmm. miss you here. You've yeah, been riding with been me. holding it down. I was surprised when he said you couldn't make it. But he didn't make it because he's going to his son's game. Shout okay. out to Zaire. I told him I hope he, you know, they yeah. get, get a dub today. But yeah. I also told him, I was like, I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he said it back and I was going somewhere with that. Before I jumped off on Frank and I've... You were talking about even as friends, like you don't text everybody good morning. Yes. So like if I'm telling you I love you, Mm -hmm. if I'm telling you I fuck with you, if I tell you, you know, I'm reaching out to you and I'm consistent with you, like I fuck with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I ain't checking on you, if I ain't consistent with you... And my other thing is making myself available. So you can be consistent all day. But if I actually make Very myself true. available to you, yeah. then yeah. Then it's something. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah, you. Because I don't make myself available to, to right. anybody either. And I think that's something that we agree on because neither one of us do the online dating thing. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the major reasons we don't do it is because we don't want to be available to people we don't know. Right. As well as people we may be Everybody getting to know. Everybody can't have access to me. I'm sorry. To me, that makes you cheap. <laughs> That literally devalues you. And but I, don't I think understand a lot of people that, that people do online dating just because that's the new way to meet people. But yeah, yeah. I, st- I stand on that. Do you get nervous when you're around somebody you like? Yeah, that's what I said. But my, why? Like but, my heart goes crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, and then my real tale is when I turn into a little girl. Because mm. that, yeah, that's how you know if I really like you. Because if you see the little, mm. the little kitty side of me, oh, I'm feeling real safe, real comfortable around you. And I'm real interested. I was about to say something, but I'm not going to say anything. I'll just leave it be. But for me, when I like a woman, it's very rare. Like liking to like them, like being in a relationship and liking to fuck is two different things. That's why I say oh, the yeah. consistency. I'm not consistent with somebody I'm trying to get something from. But yeah. at this age, I'm not doing and that either. And I have to like you in order to want to fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, so. And I got to start clarifying some of this shit because I know people probably be like, this nigga about to be 40 and he's still talking like, no. A lot of this shit that I say at this point in time, it's literally... Shit from the past. Make it plain then. Early 30s, maybe mid-30s, all my 20s. Straight up. But I'm just saying I have to clarify that because a lot of times I'll be telling stories and mm-hmm. it's like people probably be like, damn, this nigga still out here just. A forever black bachelor. I thought you was about to say a forever black man. I was going to say, wow, no, bro, just you know, come I on. Don't, you know I don't I know you like not. That. That's why I was about I to surprise me. I was about to say, where are we going with this no, shit today? No, no, no. All right. <laughs> Q4, this is another social media uh, post. It was a woman that posted. She said, Q4, I met my husband. Well, she said Q4. Question four. Question four. Yeah. My bad. Why you put that in there? I don't know, man. <laughs> Q4. I, I'm I was high when I did year this end goes. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little blazed this morning too, but, and it is the morning time yeah. for the listeners who don't know. So she said, husband and I met as coworkers at Taco Bell. I always had a game plan to get a better job. I went to school. I wanted to go to school and I did. Five years later, he's still there happy and hanging with younger coworkers. He's 36 now. No car and any discussion of a better job causes fights please give me some advice mm-hmm. we got a woman in the room i don't know that's tough <laughs> <laughs> that's tough if it was taco bell i think this shit would be different 
I mean, because I know a lot of people that they're not working a job at Taco Bell, but they are content in regular jobs. Yes. And 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 to a certain extent, that's fine. I think you have to know your person. Like, yeah. if you know that that person is truly just okay with that, and yeah. you accepted that clearly because y'all got married, right? Yeah, husband. Yeah, they got married. Yeah, yeah. so you, you clearly accepted that. And she, I think it's the thing that's getting her too is as a woman, she's grown past it. Like, they exactly. met there. Exactly. But you. But what I have learned is that you can't force somebody to want to perform outside of what it is that they're doing. And, they have to and, genuinely want to level what, up themselves. And that's what I was about to say. But it's okay. But this is the thing I want to make a point to. It's okay if they don't want to. For them, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But at this point, she has to decide if that's if okay for go. her to continue accepting yeah. or has she evolved to the point where it's time for her to move on? But my question to dive deeper into this, I would, if I was talking to her, I would say, what is it that you want from him? Mm-hmm. What are the goals? And are y'all with you doing what you're doing, making your money and him doing what he's doing? Mm-hmm. If he's happy with doing that, can y'all still have the same life that you want? And also, I would be curious to see how she's presenting it because she says any discussion of a better job causes fights. Like, how are you presenting that to him? Yeah. Is it nigga? Make, you getting off the cash register already? Are you going? <laughs> like, are you are making you him feel bitch? like? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to run this bitch? Soon? Like, I have many other questions. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, for me, Taco Bell is the yeah. is the thing that jumps out. Yeah. I think if they was like, you know, he was a manager at Lowe's or something, mm-hmm. and but but at the same time, the reason I don't want to jump on this is I think when it comes to roles, too many. If it's what you want in your relationship, yeah. Clearly, if she's asking for advice, she doesn't want out. Exactly. She's just trying to figure out how to tolerate it. Yeah. But if it's not going to change, you got to make that decision for yourself. Very true. I'm not dating no girl that works at Taco Bell. Yeah, it's a no for me. All right. It's a no for me too, dog. <laughs> it's a no for me too, dog. <laughs> Insider, uh, Insider.com, they had a post about a Black Lives Matter co-founder who used $840,000 of the mm-hmm. group's fund to pay her uh, brother for security services. Okay. Frank brought this to me. Frank's not here. He wanted to really why, discuss why this. Why are you always bringing up topics? When people ain't here? <laughs> Yay. Hey, they contribute it. I'm giving, I'm, I'm attributing it to him. But the funny thing about it was the first thing he said to me, he was like, why niggas always got to steal from their own people, especially in a charity situation where money is being given for a cause. You needed eight hundred and forty thousand dollars to 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 pay your brother for security for se- services. For security services. I mean, Matt, is is the brother running a legit security service? My question would be: Do this nigga know kung fu, taekwondo, or some <laughs> kind of jujitsu? And then, because if okay, he's just a regular so, fist fighter like me, I'm not worth eight hundred and forty thousand dollars. Okay, I get that. And trust me, I do understand. And no, I no, feel, no. When you pay for eight hundred and forty thousand no. dollars, Spider, for a security guard, <laughs> this nigga gotta have is some neon leasing team? special what, skills. What I'm asking is, was this a payment like for him and his team? Like, what's going? What, are we covering multiple salaries here? Well, it's a lot to be broken down. And the only reason why I'm doing this is I understand like how it looks. But she's still in Black Lives Matter. Do you understand do you know that helps many? discredit? I know that. And this is the this thing. happens I, all, all the, time. the time. Now, let's be let's be real for other people who may be listening, especially other black people. We know white folks, Mexicans and everybody else do this shit. All too. The time. It happens all the time. They got the, the landscape service. They yes. got like all these different things. All these. All, it's a lot of hustling. But for whatever reason, black people do hold our niggas to a higher standard. Yes. But also it's more polarizing in the news because niggas is seemingly always singing Kumbaya and want shit to be better. And when the ladder started going up, niggas started taking little, you know, 
they cutting that bitch short. Yeah. To I, line their own pockets. I get it. I just, I wish that it wouldn't be so. Has he ever killed anybody? Did he beat anybody <laughs> up? Has he done jail, jail time? What has he done to deserve this? I wish Frank were here. I do Because I want the here. breakdown of the story. Well, you, I see $840,000 security services. Of somebody else's it's not, money. It's not, it's not adding up to me. But I, because it happens all the time, it's like, why are we coming down so hard on them? How much would you charge me for security services? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. But it with, depends. With, with, but with the people. Are you bringing a with, team? But listen, with the people that I know, uh huh. let's just say this is one year salary. $840,000. For multiple people? I would have multiple people. Yes. But I'm just saying, with you knowing me, knowing my history, <laughs> do you trust me to put together a Not team? Not an $840,000 team. Be having to hire Batman or something. <laughs> Not an $840,000 team. And no. I know some goons, but $840,000? No. Come on. A brother? And that's, that's the thing, That's bro. the other thing. And I, think I don't need people, no more details. So the other thing that's important to point out is that, yes, it happens all the time, but it still has to be within reason. If, if you're going to do it, yeah. do it within reason. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how you talk all this shit and we still lack communication? How beautiful our kids would be, girl, I don't need convincing. How every conversation starts with this time will be different. How all the ideas fun. All the ideas fun. All the idea is so fun every time. At least we try for home run every time. I wanted to actually, from the last episode, I want to say shout out to Jason of Hello Zumble. He was, I told him, I said, bro, you was vulnerable. You were open. He had a lot of good um, ad libs to make the show funny and engaging. But after that episode, we got a couple of emails. We got a couple of, I got a couple of text messages. We got a couple of DMs from um, some listeners. And one that stuck out to me the most and she said, this was a good episode. Man is someone who is a natural giver. I can definitely relate to that part of the show. It's not something that we expect, but every once in a while, it's nice to be appreciated. I love that you all spoke about service being reciprocal. People tend to forget that we're all in service to one another. The Freaky Friday segment cracked me up as well. Hilarious and some great gems were dropped. As someone who also isn't big into physical touch, I had to learn to be vulnerable and really let my guard down in order, for my lo- in order to love my previous partner in his way. Shit was still hard as hell. Literally, after sex, I would either roll to the other side of the bed or get up and shower. I've softened up a bit now because I realize where it stemmed from, but all of the affection was damn near non-existent. And I, I, I left her a message. This is someone who lives uh, here in the Dallas, Texas area. And so I wanted to address that because I think that kind of shit, like to be able to respond to hearing someone else's vulnerabilities and then to somewhat expose your own and kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. For one, clearly that person has grown mm-hmm. or some growth has happened in that spot. But when I talk about why I do the podcast, that's the reason why I do it. Like for listeners who reach out, listeners mm-hmm. who give feedback, whether they're laughing, whether they saying they agree or disagree, it's to evoke a thought. Right. What you laughing at? Smiling about and shit. I'm listening to you. What's so funny about Nothing. it? Nothing. What's so happy about mood. it? Okay. Well, I ain't going to break that shit up. I want to, uh, you know, I ain't going to even say that, but I'm going to leave that one alone. What? I also wanted to make a, a very important point. I was watching this show. We always talk about the shows we watch. First of all, you need to be watching Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Oh, yes, for The sure. shit's popping. For sure. I'm actually watching you it. You need to be watching Lincoln Lawyer. You need to be watching the second half of season four of Ozark. Yeah, I'm you need behind to knock on that. that. You got to knock that shit out. 
but all the FBI series are good. FBI mm-hmm. International, FBI, uh, whatever the shit is. There's yeah. three of them motherfuckers. I have um, not had any time. So. But it was an episode. It was a part on there where I felt like I learned a lesson, and my lesson I took from it was: black people aren't the only ones who have a hard life or grew up struggling. Mm-hmm. Everyone is involved in some kind of classism that's been created here, you know, in America. Oh yeah, for sure. And I said that because it was a part where it was this white chick on the episode and she was dating this black guy. Well, he was killing people. She didn't know it, though. He had an assignment like he used to be a part of a gang and they was clearing up some people who was getting ready to testify against some leaders. The police, the FBI caught this girl outside of going to get like a prescription. Mm -hmm. Well, when they picked her up, they were like, yo, you don't have a prescription for these pills, blah, blah, blah. She was a nursing student getting ready to graduate and had a job at an expensive restaurant. And basically they used this white chick to get what they wanted. How, not being funny, how you normally see white cops do mm-hmm. that shit to black people. Yeah. For me, it was funny to see the roles reversed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that shit does it's happen. Like every cop yeah. is not a bad cop. And every bad cop is not a white cop. Mm-hmm. When I talk about my, you know, the time I was taken to jail for wrongful shit, mm-hmm. it was a black dude. Treat me like shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my lesson is we all are out here. And I told my mom the other day, I was like, we can all be so hypocritical because especially from the black experience, a lot of times we want people to be fair. We mm-hmm. want to have the same opportunities. We want equal, you know, black yeah. lives matter. You got a lot of these killings where it's like black dude, that black dude, I think it was here in Dallas where he went to three different Asian salons and killed Asian people. Yeah. I was actually surprised. Yes. and pe- But the point surprised. of the matter is the shit happens on all scales. Yeah, not surprised that it happened, but surprised that it was, was a black, black person. Yes. Believe me, when I saw yeah. this shit, I said, what the fuck? Yeah. So to tie that all together, I'm trying to say this. We got to stop how hard we judge people because mm-hmm. we shouldn't be judging based on race, mm-hmm. based on class. Yes, and that system our, was put here, but we don't have to follow that shit. Right. And within our own community, because I think I was talking to you the other day and I said, it's crazy how literally among amongst ourselves, People think that you have to have some kind of story of struggle in order to be considered black enough or an acceptable like version of being black, which is something that I shied away from myself because, yeah, I grew up in the hood, but I don't have a struggle story. story. Yeah. And I tell you all the time, I be like, that's a blessing, though. Right. It's no different. But people will literally make you feel feel bad bad about try to anyway. Yeah, try to uh, make you feel bad for not being able to relate to those things and that's not the case. Like, like they wouldn't have wanted to eat real frosting flakes instead of tiger flakes. Come on, man. We all wanted a better <laughs> life. God damn it. But it's like, sometimes that's just people projecting exactly. their insecurities onto you. Yeah. It's just like, if you tell a person that you're successful and mm-hmm. you're thriving and they don't really celebrate you, it's kind of like, well, what's wrong with you? Yeah. No. Anytime you call me, even if I'm in a bad situation, I try to make sure I'm pushing. Yeah. And even with us, like I would tell you, sometimes I got to the point where I'd be like, well, I, ain't I don't want to tell you. Yeah, because, because you're on a roll and I've had exactly. hard times. So you don't block your blessing. Right. And so I now, need you to spill that shit into me. Yeah. So now I've just gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, you know what? I didn't have a struggle yeah. story. It's OK. Yeah, that's OK. Shit. And then if you did have one, you'd be prepared for it. But that ain't what you nobody. You good there. Yeah. Let's trade. When you used to act like it was a problem, I was like, shit, I'll trade with you. But I was only acting like it was a problem because yeah, you that's can get how this cereal that, with water. That's how you sometimes made me feel. Yeah, I didn't try to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as a man, when you going through shit, you burn everything down. Oh yeah. yeah. But that's where nurturing that man mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah, and because I have not always yeah. been the best at that because 
it always it kind of felt like I was being attacked. Yeah. And so I didn't know how, how to respond. Instead of responding in that way, I would respond and be defensive. And, and I be- just got the name of the podcast. That's why you have to learn to mm-hmm. love in spite of. Oh, okay. Come on, Come on. now. Come on, hey, man. My mom said I should have been a preacher, Pastor. but I don't think nobody would have been following me. We would have been followed right out into the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of religion. Did you type uh, that in? Type what in? Because that was kind of long. That ain't long. That's it's right. learn to love in spite of. Oh, okay. We've had something that's way longer. Mm. Come on, man. Learn <laughs> to love in spite of. Now, this week you were telling me about uh, not letting fear distract you from your goals. That's like, I'll let you put this in. And then after you get through doing your type report or thing. That kind of reminds me of a homemade video, and I think you know what I'm, <laughs> I'm talking just, about. Just, I'm not going to get into detail, but I'm just I saying. I thought this was, yeah, because yeah. you've been dying to tell this story. No, nah, but I ain't going to tell it, you know. <laughs> I'll let your computer love <laughs> stay behind the scene. Oh, my gosh. But okay. not letting fear distract you from your goals. Yeah. Where did this come from? Um, So it came from, we already talked about how I left my job. In November. Mm-hmm. And so when I left my job, of course, it was great. You know, I had the freedom that I wanted, but I also kind of went through like this mini identity crisis because I think it was like the first Monday that I woke up mm-hmm. and I didn't have to go to the office. I was like, oh, my God, it was amazing. What did I just do? Because yeah. my I've oh, been yeah, working since I was 16. Yeah. I've always had a consistent check since I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell did I just do? And so I went on um, from November to March. Got a call in March. Thought it was just like the most amazing blessing ever because it was it was an opportunity in commercial real estate, which is something that I have an interest in. And I was like, oh, my God, everything is lining up. And so sometimes you will feel like something is a blessing, but it's really meant to be a lesson. And that's what I, and say, yeah. that's what I got from this, because I ended up going back to corporate for a hot minute, yeah. <laughs> got in there and was miserable and was like, oh, so this is really not what I wanted. No. Like I, I, I got scared yeah. because I was like, what did I do? You know, I'm walking away from my consistent money. Mm-hmm. Taking a chance on myself. I got kids. You know, they about to graduate, go to college. Mm -hmm. Like, what did I just do? Hey, the border is always open. (laughs) I ain't talking about Taco Bell. So, um, so, and and the crazy thing about it was I had prepared to be without my job. I I was ready. But I literally let fear talk me into going back into a situation. And I ended up having to walk away. And when I walked away, it was like the most freeing thing ever because it was like final confirmation. And literally when I did that, everything in my business started to line up and just fall in place. It was like God saying, I told you what yeah. you needed to do. You should have stuck you, with Yeah, it. you didn't listen. Trust so me. here you go. But it's the thing, man. Once you kind of been independent and you kind of done your own thing, I've never really followed the voice. Yeah. Of white people. But when you've worked for yourself for a while and you go back into corporate and a white person tries to talk down to you sideways, lateral. Oh, yeah. And commercial real estate is nothing but old white men. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And if you ain't acting like a pretty face. And in this office, like all the black people that were in the office, with the exception of uh, one or two people. Mm were in positions of basically the help. Yeah. That's how they that's how they looked that's at That's how it. I would be seen. So I was like, oh no, this this is not for me. Yeah, y'all can you keep talking that. to who? Yeah. <laughs> like you can keep that. Oh no. Yeah. That's why I say like <laughs> I know I had to to, you know, I've been working on some stuff with, with my nine to five and working on projects, leading projects and I know when my manager was talking to me the other day, he was like, hey, so the VP's coming in, they're gonna be talking about blah, 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 blah. He's like, make sure that, you know, when you talk to him, 
don't run them off. This is one of our biggest accounts. And well, like I told him, I said, I understand that, but I'm not here to handhold. Right. That's your job. Exactly. And he knows me. I ain't, like I said on the podcast a couple weeks ago, unless you, I fuck with you, I'm not saying sir to a white man. Oh, uh, yeah. You're not going to intimidate me. <laughs> You're not going to make me feel no way. I don't care what your title is, how much money you got. Mm-hmm. You are a man. Mm-hmm. I will address you with respect at all times unless you try to talk sideways to me. Oh, yeah. And this guy was like, he was telling me all this stuff, what he wasn't going to do. You know, we had mm-hmm. a high bill out and some things, whatever, and everybody was running around, like, scared from this dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not trying to be funny, but it was a lot. Like, I won't go into race of it, but let's just say at the end of the conversation and how everything worked, we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, and one thing I think black people need to learn that are in management positions or in positions of power, like, treat everybody fair. Yeah. Even the person above you. Don't treat the person above you better than you treat the people below you. Mm-hmm. Because guess who keeping you in that place if you're a manager? Of the course. people below you. Yeah. So you got to keep that shit in mind. Yeah. Gemini season, May 21st to June 21st. Um, I feel like it's, it's the, craziest, the craziest yes. season of all. Yeah. It's, it's ahead, my you're right. season. No. You heard she said it's, Spider? No. I said it's the craziest no. season. I was she saying, said, yes. No, I was saying it's my season. <laughs> yes. Like, not, I'm I not hope listening. he had you on camera for that because your teeth was white as a bit. Yes. <laughs> I want to show them motherfuckers. Yes, that's why I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> this, time, about, this time of the year is always my, it's my time. It's a couple of, what, about two weeks away for your birthday? Yeah. You got a couple of trips planned, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, of course. We're going to throw this in here real quick before we actually address our last topic of the day. And that is why are black people turning to Islam? But before, we want to update you on some shit that we got going on. Our event promotion. You want to tell them what's going on? We've already talked about this. We put it out there. We're going to start promoting again. We changed it from a daytime event to an afternoon event. Yeah, per your request. It's not even afternoon. It's, it's night. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's nighttime. what I mean. Yes. So per your request, we are doing this on Saturday, June 25th at yes. 7 p.m. Uh, tickets will go on sale on May 25th. And it so is, just in a, in a few days, it's going to be a meet and greet. And we're doing a plant party edition because it's being held at the Energy Gardens, Energy Gardens. Plant Lounge. Shout in out Deep to Ellum. Anthony. Yeah, shout out to him. And it's going to be said really dope. Here, it's our first. It's the final event series for our final season. So back yeah. when we initially started the podcast, we were doing events quite often. I'm going to say, go in and break it down like a real estate person. You see how she put her hand up? Break that <laughs> shit down. We were doing events quite often um, when we started the podcast. Yes, we were. Prior to, prior to COVID. So now we are getting started again just before we round out the final season of the podcast. There will be additional events coming soon later on throughout the summer. And those details will be announced as well. If you fuck with us, fuck with us. Come out. Right. We ain't look like one thing about us. We ain't trying to do what everybody else doing. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to do what everybody else doing. We ain't trying to be like everybody else. We just trying to be like ourselves. Yeah, and we're doing the things that we want to do, which yeah. is create creating our own vibe. Correct. It's gonna be real chill. Yeah. You well, you got to even tell them the ticket price when we put the tickets because out. Because we ha- we're not doing that yet. We're going to roll it out on the 25th. The I'll link will be available on all of true. our platforms. All right. Just know when you come, like she said, <laughs> you're going to be a part of a plant party. Anthony will be there to yes. walk you guys through the process of making a healthy plant. Mm-hmm. And then you get to leave with that plant. Yeah. You also and get you to, get this Anthony that's going to be with shit. I'm going to entertain <laughs> you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? It may be a little liquor there. You know what I'm saying? There's no maybe. There will be liquor. You know what I'm saying? I heard somebody say something about a pre-roll. I'm not sure, <laughs> Spider. 
But somebody talked about something like that. I think I heard that too. Okay, so yeah. I just think y'all should come out, yeah. kick it with us. We hoping to get, we really don't want more than like 30 people. Right. We don't want no big weeks. It's so, going to be a real intimate vibe. So once we drop the tickets, once we drop get the price, you better quick. get them bitches quick because we want small vibes. Yeah. And we're closing vibes. it off. Shutting that bitch down. Yeah. So I want to talk about why are black people turning to Islam. Um, I found an ar- article by Richard Reddy. Mm-hmm. And this was this article was written back in 2009. And it was mm-hmm. under the Atlantic. He wrote it under um, the Atlantic column. Okay. The reason I picked this is you've been come on research kind of delving a little bit into Islam and finding out oh yeah all these things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So before we kind of get into what he thought, well, I'll tell you. He said some of the reasons that people are converting to Islam, black people, mm-hmm. especially in Europe, is some of them are following their heroes. Others are looking for meaning in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is for sure that the numbers are growing because black people are trying to identify with something that's not so much Christ-like mm-hmm. because Christ don't look like us. So what made you get into Islam or start following or studying the Quran? Um, I actually started my journey, my spiritual journey, a couple of years ago just because I wanted to tap in deeper in myself. Yeah. And growing up, like the religion that I was given, I just kind of felt like I hit a brick wall. I had actually walked away from it. So, Christianity. Yeah, I walked away from it. Um, it had been years and then I kind of just got to this place where I was like, okay, my spirit was yearning for something. Yeah. And so I knew that I needed to reconnect, but I wanted to figure out what I was going to reconnect with. And I was drawn to the Quran from one, like reading it is way more easier to understand. Yeah. It was more relatable. Um, when I first started reading or trying to learn about it, I read a book called the sacred path to Islam mm-hmm. and it breaks it down. And really what I learned is that there are a lot of similarities is really just the difference of like the rules, mm-hmm. the man-made rules and the doctrine, the doctrine that Christianity has, but it felt like a more holistic approach to life, which is what I do, which is what I do anyway. Yeah. Like I always want to be the best version of myself. Yeah. I don't want to feel like if I go through life and I do one thing wrong, I'm going I'm to be hell. damned to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was, I was feeling with, you know, the religion that I was given. I think that's how I felt the first time I read it where, and I'm paraphrasing when they say it's going to be, it's basically so hard to get into heaven. It's going to be like fitting a camel through the eye of a needle. Yeah. And that's scary. Nigga, you can't get him through there. <laughs> that's scary. Which means you can't make no mistakes. That's scary. That's stupid. Yeah. That's conformity. Mm-hmm. That's control. That's power. Yeah. And you know I, I like Islam because it's really... Aside from what you see on the news and people try to associate it with terrorists and all that other and stuff And that's like what I was going to say. Did it make you fearful to start kind of reaching into this because of the tag? No, it didn't because I I actually grew up with a couple of people and I yeah. that's never what I've known that. Of course, you have extremists. In, you got an extremist in, yeah, in, in, in Christianity. Anything. They did hang that Ex- nigga up. Exactly. They did put him in a, a, a fucking stone so, <laughs> cave. So really, it's just about, you know, finding out what, what uh, reaches you. Catholicism is a booty buster. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying, it's a lot of <laughs> shit out there that ain't right. Right. Methodists and Baptists just straddle the fence of Christianity and whatever the fuck they want to do. Everybody is kind of just doing what they want to do. What they want to do. But you searching for, me, for I think you go to Islam and stuff like this when you're searching inward. inward. That's, and yes. that's it, because everything else around you is going to follow. And that's why I say it's a big part of my growth. It's been a big part of how I view myself. Yeah how I value the people around me in different ways. Yeah. 
because I knew that I, there was a disconnect and that yeah. was something that I wanted to fix. So. No, I get it. I'm not into still not into anything. But like, uh, again, with the research from Richard Reddy, he was also saying that he feels that Islam is the natural religion for black people. Um, He said it provides the means for full spiritual, mental and physical liberation Mm -hmm. from an oppressive system designed to subjugate them. That sounds like Christianity to me. It is. Ski. With that. Uh, Spite, I want you to load up drip season forever. It's Gunners ski. I don't like how you just bypassed my Gemini season. Well, you want to say something about it? What, what else you got to say about it? it was, we giving them a bonus episode. If you want to dive into it, go on and dive into it. What I you want to tell I them? I had like two. Are you going to be shaking your ass? You gonna, what you going to be I doing? I mean, I do, I do turn up a little bit during Gemini season. Okay. But that's for nobody. Ain't nobody going to see it on social. <laughs> I would hope not. No. <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing people on social, but I mean, was that all you had for the Gemini season? No, I had a, I had two other topics. Let's go. My Oh, I'm right. You did. My <laughs> bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I'm trying to. This is the thing. When you're used to three people. Don't give me the ass in. I'm like, just saying. I'm, I'm we, back. We, we hadn't done one-on-one in a while, so I'm just saying. My bad. I skipped yeah. it. Coming up on year 37. Yes. I keep forgetting you 37. I, I know. Why. I, I think don't, you, you know what? I think you're my age every time. Literally, somebody asked me how old I was the other day, and I had to, li- like, really think about it. Every time somebody asks me feel, that, I feel 36 every time. I stick with 36 like women. I literally skip them and be like, thir- I know Damn. I'm in my 30s, but I, I legit don't feel like don't it. Don't feel like it. But I what know. are you supposed to feel like? Do you feel like you feel better than your 20s? Like I definitely physically? feel, yeah, I definitely feel, because I've You're taken, eating better. Yeah. yeah. My health is more of a priority now. Outside but, of like old sports, weightlifting kind of tweaks, I'm good. Oh, okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. What, oh, I'm just saying. No. Biggest takeaways from this last year. Oh, <laughs> oh God. So, anyway. <laughs> so, the biggest takeaways for me. this <laughs> freak was here. No, he don't need to be here for this. Um, from the last year was really like this past year has just been me taking a like a really good look at myself. I feel like because peeling back a layer, yeah, many layers. Yeah. Because I feel like I've always that may been be another title peeling back a layer. I'm listening. Yeah, so I've always been the good girl. So it's hard for me to, or it was hard for me to look at myself in any other way. And I grew up like with, I was always a perfectionist. Yeah. So like last year. I fucked up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I hit my head. I learned some valuable lessons, mm-hmm. things like that. But really sitting, taking the time to sit in them as opposed to trying to sweep them under the rug and yeah. be like, oh, no, you it's fine. You always used to put that uh, mattress um, down before you fail. You was one of them. Yeah, because I've, I've always played like it Drake safe. Like Drake say, you was one of them ones. Yeah, I've always played it safe and I've always been the good girl. But, you know, this past year was just like me learning more about myself, accepting me for who I truly am. Yeah. Like some of the some of the the. Even the your cha- a lot of your changes, the- it literally shook our friendship. But I like that because yeah. the fact that we're still friends and we've made it through, like I've always talked about a lot of friendships are like relationships. And literally, it was rocky. yeah, and literally through your growth and you growing, because I know all about that, I was like, I see that you're growing. Mm-hmm. But I literally used to be like, you fucking up, though. Yeah. And you I know you've grown because when I would be like you fucking up, you always took offense like I'm coming for you. And I'm like, nah, man, <laughs> if you can't take this shit from me. But you were always like my like my hardest critic. 
So because I for know me, you, I, I was just like, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, you. just you know, because I feel like you had your time to mm-hmm. grow and do the things Man, that I you did. Man, I grow fuck up still today. I know, but yeah. that's a part of what I had to learn in this past year because yeah. I was thinking like, oh, I should be, you know, I'm 36 years old. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing, but I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. So a lot of the shit that I'm experiencing now yeah. is probably you, shit I should Yeah, <laughs> but you got to acknowledge it because I saw this, it was this podcast, I don't know what it was, but I saw it on Instagram this morning and it was two black dudes, two uh, a Mexican chicken, and a white girl mm-hmm. and a white girl was saying she's like women always blame the guy mm-hmm. if they break up yeah if something goes wrong if it's an argument they blame the guy they was like if he, but hold on they was like if he cheats they blame the guy they mm-hmm. was like sometimes girls are mad at guys for cheating like they ain't been kind of emotionally flirting with yeah. two and three other guys themselves and it's like well you putting all this information and this energy elsewhere when it could have mm-hmm. been put into your man right I, I i i more subscribe to the women who are sucking jerking or having sex daily to where like I say I do my best work when I walk out the house empty you leave me fully loaded I'm peeping. How did we get? I'm just saying, you feel this <laughs> shit. I don't know how we got here either, but we here like, now. What? You wanted to extend this motherfucker. I'm like what? But yeah, what else did you have? <laughs> that was that was my biggest takeaway. Man. So I feel like I'm now at a at a place where I've learned what I needed to learn in that regard and I'm looking forward to what's next. Mm. Are you down with Gemini season now? I don't appreciate the way that this is being handled. I'm just, I'm I'm done. I'm just asking. I'm done. This is episode 347. We appreciate you. This is perfect time. What up, Ty? Uh, Spider, we will walk out and go out of here with uh, Young Thug and Gunners. Ski! Spider! Six! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Press I won't for sure, you gon' need three foot motors. I got the body from Jim Ellis, but I had switched the motor.